Hi, welcome to the Av Church Podcast, where we talk about faith and real-life issues. We hope this challenges you to think a little bit deeper and encourages you on your journey through life. We're happy you joined us today. Now let's get talking. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Still Loading Podcast by Av Church. Uh, today we're going to talk about something that's kind of interesting uh, to, <laughs> to me is things we've learned during quarantine uh, because we're coming out of it, right? Things are lifting. Everybody's all excited. I'm excited, but uh, I don't want to take what we've learned during this time and just forget about it because I think there's a lot of good things to talk about. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Shall we? We, we shall. shall. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. So what are some things you guys have learned uh, during this quarantine time now that now that we're coming out of it? I feel like Jake has something Thank to say. Thank the Lord. Well, yeah, I have some notes and I want to make sure I, I say them because I Shoot. thought I actually thought about it last night. Oh, nice. I have no notes. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wrote yours down too. One thing off the bat, this is just a silly one. I've learned that I could finish a whole chapstick. I've never finished That's a chapstick. That's legit. I've, fin- I've never finished never. a whole chapstick, and I finished a whole chapstick. Wow. I always end up losing it by the time I or sort of finish it. Or in the car and it melts. That's actually impressive. Wow. That's very impressive. No, Chapsticks are easy to lose. No, I know. It gave me a new sense of confidence. Okay, let me ask Good you job, this. Good How, this is going to be a weird question. How many pairs of pants do you think you wear? Like, that you rotate through? You're going to out me like well, that? Well, I'm at like two. two. Yeah, I'm yeah, at yeah. two. Yeah. So if my chapstick's not in those pants... It's gone. That's the same with gum for me. And like then what happens in my closet, I'm like, oh, there's like three chapsticks on the floor from yeah. me putting my pants in the closet. I've also learned how many times you can wear the same shirt every day. You, hey, you know at the beginning of it, everybody was just wearing the same thing. No, actually at the beginning of it, I literally was getting like hardcore ready every single day <laughs> because it, that's how I like made myself feel better uh-huh. or else I felt like I'd go crazy. Like you didn't get anything productive done? Yeah. That's a that's a real thing, by the way. Like people that work from home, they say that like the number one thing to do is get dressed, like shower, get dressed, and like find a nice place to well, work. Well, I got Don't laid off in your right away yeah. when this whole thing started. So mm-hmm. I was like, I need to get ready. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need I, to do something. I wore different clothes every day. Well, like, Sorry, I Dylan. Always, so it's just, yeah. I didn't wear the never, same, I I wear the same ones. I was just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me though. Like I was like, no, you know what? Real, I was up. I was just kidding for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's we we, found a, we got them boys. Trusty shirts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just like added three pounds to each one. Just <laughs> uh. it's just the pig shirt. <laughs> Sorry, that went over and over. Uh huh. What were you gonna say, Jerry? <laughs> I don't know. Well, like on my days off, I always wear just like gym clothes, pretty much, because I'll get up, I work out. I don't wear those again because they're all sweaty. And then I put on new ones, so I change. I still change my outfit like a couple times a day. And then yeah. with work, I always have. Well, I have a uniform, so I guess I wear that one multiple times. Good for you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have one. What's up? I've learned that I I enjoy being bothered. Mm-hmm. Like I will watch the news, or and I know that I don't like it, and it's bothering me, but I can't stop watching. Mm-hmm. I can't stop listening just to hear about the things that are going to bother me more. Oh, so you know what even, I mean? Not even like um, you want somebody to talk to you. Like you want to be offended. Is like, it there? like I enjoy. No, I don't want to be offended. But uh, I like when I hear something. I'm like, like this is just like <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Uh-huh. I'm like, but I keep going back to it. I'm like, why do I enjoy being bothered so much? But I do. Hey, no, this kind of like leads exactly into how people are just in general. And this is me because when somebody does like bother you or you're upset at somebody with a friend. 
like it's hard to move on past that. You have to you, keep bringing you, it up you, a bit, even in your head. You know, because yes. I'm sure you guys have had like friend issues or family spats or whatever it is. And it's like Spat. it's <laughs> it's a week That's after cool. a month after two months after. And you're just like it still kind of pops into your head like what the heck did or, I hear? You've rehearsed what you want to say like a billion times when the moment finally comes. That's what I do. I'll find myself doing that. I'll be taking a shower and I'll be sitting there having an imaginary conversation. And I was like. Well, you know what? I really don't agree with you with all that. Or it's oh like, it's like, dude, I don't. Hey, you know you're what? Talking I'll about. be sitting there and I'll be like, "Are you going to tell me I do that? I don't do that." Like, <laughs> oh, dude, I'll like, be in the car, that? just like, "Nah, I do deserve this." <laughs> yeah, and it, and it makes me upset. But I think it's because I'm like, sometimes I think I've been trying to practice it. Where sometimes if people say something that I don't quite agree with, or maybe it's it maybe hurts my feelings a little bit, I'm like, "Okay, no, no, it's cool. I'm just going to be fine." You know, we agree to disagree, and then I go home. I'm like. Are you, how are you gonna say that to me? That's so rude. Like you just we're think, f- we're buddies. Like we're friends. Like how are you gonna say that to me? And you're just like, oh man, I should have said this. Yeah. Like I put, if I would have thought about this in that time, I would have been on. Yeah. And then I send a passive aggressive text message. Ooh. Ooh Why do you think? You're oh, one of those. Gosh. Dude. Just to my friends. Just to my friends. Just because I anyways, know. Good night. I, I like to yeah. get. <laughs> I want to get an, uh, a response out of my friends. Like I would never do that to like my girlfriend, for example, because that's immature and it's gonna cause problems. But my friends, I know. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can say something like passive aggressive or mean towards dylan it'll get a response it'll be like dude what are you talking about I'm like you know he's talking to me again there you go i like oh, to get a rise out of dylan too it i enjoy that thoroughly it doesn't happen why do you think we let things sit like that though like as human dude. beings why do we let uh on my end it's a little different i don't feel like i like keep pondering on things as much maybe mm-hmm. um if I do think about it, it's probably that day. I won't go back and like, oh my gosh. Mm. I just, my mind doesn't work like that. It's a little different from you guys, I, I guess. I think the reason God being though, <laughs> just to be, I mean, like not trying to get too weird or anything like that, but Relax. I would say Jake, huh? Go ahead. <laughs> Jake, Dylan, and I all have a decent amount of like melancholy. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. And I don't think you're a melancholy. I'm more like, like eh, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. You're cool. Just want to have a good time. And me, I'm like... <laughs> I let it. There's a party that like, like when the clouds come, you're just like, part of you is like, no, and the other side of you is like, yes. It's always raining in my mind. <laughs> I just get to be sad for a little bit. Get to be a sad boy, finally. Finally. Again. See, mine starts off as sadness, though. But then over time, it just builds into anger. You know what mm. I mean? In situations like that. Like, That's oh, awesome. I wish I would have said this, you know? Because what I'm trying to get to is like, I think it's it's just like caring what other people or whatever it is that you're watching, like you're caring too much what they say and it holds too much weight in your life, you know? Yeah. It holds too much power in your life because I know I get that way and it's like it'll hurt at first, but then it just turns into anger. Yeah. It's like a forgiveness thing, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. You might be right. It could also be a boredom thing mm-hmm. where it's just like you have just too much time or you're just bored, so you just... This gets a rise out of me. <laughs> Let me keep this one going for a little bit. You are very different. Why? I don't know. I don't think that way. Like That's you, why we're all here, huh? Yeah, no, it's which it just comes back to what you said. Like you liked to be. I didn't know that though. Yeah. I didn't know that. But uh, do you think you're consciously like you're really like, oh well, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go to that place. Like, do you really want to take yourself there, or does your mind do that for you? Um. No, it's more like uh, like if I'm on Twitter or on something like that and I just see things and I'm like, That's this problem. is so stupid. 
but I'm going to be on Twitter for the next 30 minutes anyways, even though I know how stupid it is. You That's know what I mean? social media for you. Yeah, and it is. It really is. And, and, I, and I agree with that, too. So I'll be on like Instagram. I'll literally be sitting there and some friends who have different viewpoints of me will post something I'm like this is so stupid. I'll exit <laughs> out of the app, put my phone down and then I'll go and like a dog back to its own vomit. I open up Instagram again just to look at the same crap. Yeah. yeah. And it's ridiculous. I get upset with myself yeah. for it. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it started, like, I was kind of being humorous, but at the same time, it was, like, just telling me, like, I just need to get off my phone a little uh-huh. bit. There's no need for it. It's not a good thing. You know what I mean? It's not doing anything helpful for me. That's one thing that I learned during this time is how dependent I am on my phone. Yeah. It's insane, dude. It My phone stopped, like, obviously I saw myself, but social media and everything, getting so invested into it, it's... It's so much easier to just sit back and just mindlessly scroll through things than to get like any work done. And especially when it didn't seem like there was a ton to do in general. I know, Jake, you only had like two weeks off or a week (laughs) off or something. I didn't have any time off. Yeah. You did a week at home, right? A week at home. Yeah. 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 So to you, it probably hasn't been a big thing, but I know for a lot of other people are just sitting at home. Man, dude, like I downloaded TikTok and I was about it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) TikTok cracks. It's hilarious. That's a record show. It is hilarious, <sighs> but have I didn't realize any? how dependent I am on my phone. Have you made any TikToks, though? No. I, w- I want to see Dylan dance so bad. I'm a he good only has d- the one move, though. I'm a good, <laughs> I'm a good dancer. <laughs> the-, <laughs> the points. <laughs> For those listening, Jake and Jared are dancing <laughs> right now. Which means you should watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hey, oh, shameless plug. Oh, shameless yikes, plug. Also, got him. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, you're right. Social media has been uh, kind of been a silent killer. I bad. thought about fasting it uh-huh. for like a day or two, and I was like, I don't think I can. That's interesting. I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> I don't know. Either. Which just tells me that we should probably do like a, a marriage fast, and we should oh, yeah. get off our social media. Like, what do I do in my downtime? What am I supposed to do? Like, pray? I know. Or read your wild, Bible? Huh? Or read a book? Mm. Or like, talk to your family? Nope. Hey, that's a big one, dude. Talking to your family. That's yeah. so important because you, you live with them. So it's like they become just like roommates more than anything yeah. right, at times. So you have to be very intentional about that. FaceTime someone. Dude, intentionality during this time. How like what have you guys learned about intentionality and what that means during this time? Mm. I have been more intentional with who I'm speaking to. So I try to find it. I drive... 15, 20 minutes to work from my house or wherever I'm going. I, I try to drive around a bunch still, even though we're not supposed to be leaving the house. And every time I do so, I always try to FaceTime at least one person. Mm-hmm. Or not FaceTime, call somebody. I would never FaceTime and drive. Nice save. <laughs> I would never FaceTime and drive. Let the record it's, and, it's not, and it's not safe. Let's just put it out there. Don't do that. But I tried to call somebody. So um, I was driving to my girlfriend's house and she lives a little bit farther away from where I live. And I would... I call my buddy Manny and I was like, hey, how are you? I'm doing well. What's going on? I, he's like, dude, I just texted you. I'm like, no, no, no. How are you doing? And I've been trying to like really talk or uh, there's another old buddy that I haven't talked to in a while who we used to go to church with. And I was like, hey, I really want to check on him. I haven't seen him in a long time. I want to see how he's doing. So I've been trying to call people whenever I'm driving because I feel like that's the best time. I feel like I just want to talk to people. I'm like feeling friendly. I've been trying to do that. That or any one of the Many group chats, I try to FaceTime, like, all right, let's see if we can get multiple people on here just so I could see people's faces and stuff like, like that. Like FaceTime while you're driving? No, 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 no. Oh, for sure. Let the record show. I would never do something like on that. On the record, I would not FaceTime and drive. I would not. No, that's good. And those are like, I mean, some of the most simple things that 
any but most mostly any but any of us could do you know but i don't do that very often like just facetime or be intentional about calling in fact there's times where like i'm making myself sound so bad today i love it <laughs> but maybe like it but maybe it's because <laughs> i am still working and i'm kind of still out and about and i really never shut down that like when i do get home like i don't want i just want to kind of be left alone for a little bit you know what i mean i don't know so it makes it harder i'm not i'm just not at home all day when we were texting back and forth yesterday, didn't you talk about how you kind of learned that you need more of that? Uh, like I can more, read my notes. More of relationships in your life? Well, yeah. I mean, I was just saying that I enjoy pe- being around people more than I thought. Mm-hmm. Where, like, back in the, you know, before this whole thing started, where it's like, hey, uh, this is there's a baby shower happening. It's like, I don't want to go to a baby shower. Mm-hmm. I would kill to go to a baby shower right now <laughs> and just be around people. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I, I, you know, so yeah, I learned that I do enjoy people. And even when I was able to see you guys was like, like a breath of fresh air. Like I was back, like mm-hmm. the kid was back and mm-hmm. that was never like, you, you get so used to it. Like, you know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah. You don't appreciate mm-hmm. each other that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it made me realize how much I really wanted to see my friends so much. I'm like, you know what? If I don't see my guys or, you know, whoever for an extended amount of time, I'll be fine. And then when I finally did get to see everyone, I was like, I felt like, you know, when a puppy sees people and it gets all excited, it's like looking all around everything. It's like kind of head here, head here. It's just like wagging his tail. That's how I felt. I was like, there's so many people here. I want to talk to everybody at the same time, but I can't. There's like eight different conversations going on. And I was so excited. And then I went home and I was so tired because it took so much out of me to see everyone. But it was really like I said, a breath of fresh air. It was really nice. I felt very excited and happy to be around friends. Dude, let's talk about that. Like, Jesus, who Jesus is, is just completely based on relationship, right? There's one requirement in all of Christianity. If you really just boil down to it, it's to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yes. To love God and love each other. Nobody comes to yeah, the Father. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so during this time when we're not able to do that fully... Did you guys feel like there was a, a toll being taken on you? Like almost like you're sinking down into a pit mm-hmm. because it's like, who are are just based on community. It's based on relationship. You know, yeah. I do know, well, but I don't know if I can dive into this. Go ahead. Cause it kind of just gets like, this is what I think. There's a lot of people that think the church is fine just online. And I just disagree. It's not, it's, it's great online. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, um, it's like I was saying in that message, like, dude, we've seen God move in the evangelism side of things is great, but the faith is meant to be practiced together, in my opinion, and in the Bible's opinion, we are mm-hmm. to be together. We're supposed to pray with each other, lay, like lay hands on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. That's a very important thing. And so, yeah, I think it would be um, very normal if the believer, the Christian feels like they're missing something because they should be together. We are mm-hmm. called to be in community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Hebrews ten twenty five says... Uh, to not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's like something that Av Church is built on, yeah. right? And so during this time, it, it, it was weird because you have some people who are like, dude, we need to be in here together. And you have other people uh, who are just like, no, 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 we can't. Like, let's not do it. And that's I, I say all that to say this. It's one thing that I learned. It's like people never will see completely eye to eye. And who Jesus is is somewhere just like in the middle and trying to navigate through everything in life. It's like we always have to point ourselves back to what Jesus is saying, what he thinks, what what he would do during this time. Can I pose a question? Go ahead. Do you think Jesus would lock down in his room? 
Dude, that's a huge question. I remember you asked me that like a month ago. When this whole thing happens, the first thing I thought of, like, could I see the news telling Jesus to stay in his house and him just being like feet up on the couch? I think a practical... I don't have an answer for it. I think a practical thing to look at is um, back in the Old Testament when God was giving commands and whatnot. Um, if you came in contact with a dead body... God said that you're unclean, right? And you're supposed to stay away, clean yourself and stay away for a certain amount of time. I think you could bring that into today, in my opinion. And God was smart about things, right? It's, it's not because it's like you become unclean, but if you think about it back in that day, there's tons of disease. There's tons of gross stuff and things that could kill you on a dead body. And if you came in contact with that, you could possibly get that disease and spread it to other people. And God didn't say like, hey, Stay locked down forever. Don't leave your house. He's like, hey, go away. Clean yourself. Stay away for a certain amount of time. And after that, you could come back. You know, it it had to do with just being holy when you're presenting yourself to God too. But also it, it is just wisdom. It's just wisdom to like, hey, there's disease there. Like if you came in contact with it, stay away. And I think you could bring that into today during this for quarantine or for COVID. Um, if you were in the midst of it, like, yeah, okay stay away but the idea of shutting stuff down for an extended amount of time like that is i i don't think jesus would be like yeah that's cool i'm down for that and i think so the first thing i thought of was the man with leprosy and he came to jesus and he was healed and jesus said don't tell anyone about this go to the priest i examined yourself and then then you're good but the one thing i want to come from a different point of view would be people who are listening um especially i would say those people who adhere strictly to the quarantine or maybe they're a little bit more, I don't want to say afraid to make them sound like any different, but they're frightened by it. It is a scary sort of topic. Um, I would say their point of view and even I would say technically mine is culture and the advancements in scientific technology. We know certain things. I'm not going to sit here and say that we should quarantine for the whole year or anything like that. Obviously I think at a certain point we need to have regular life eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, I get the whole process, and like I said, without getting too political or anything on this, the whole thing was a flatten the curve, right? I think at a certain time... Which we did. Which we did. I agree. And I would say, you know, we've talked about this off camera and off podcast, and I agree with you. I think we hold very similar beliefs on that, but at a certain point, I think Jesus... I think Jesus would obey the law to certain points because he tried to say, you know, obviously even advocated taxes. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. But Jesus is so radically different. I don't think anybody can keep him inside. I don't think anybody would shut down Jesus. And I don't think anybody has shut down, you know, the word from being flowed through. Sure. It's still happening, even though it's online. It's not how we like it, which I don't like. I think it's... I don't hate it. I don't know. I really, like, generally don't like it. So the one thing I wrote to kind of segue um, into it, my notes, I guess, I had from it. Dun, dun, dun. So one thing I really learned was that I feel like I'm not as close to God um, during this time of quarantine because I'm not doing anything like reading my Bible and praying isn't enough and I should be doing more. So all the extracurricular things that I do on my days off for the church, being at the church, doing things for Av or for whatever, that made me feel closer to God because I was doing something. And since I haven't been able to do those, I don't feel like I've been closer to God. I think what, in my opinion, when you Mm -hmm. say that, I think what serving does is it... It's not, uh, I'm earning something. I'm not earning peace, right? Right. But what you're doing is you're putting yourself out in like a selfless manner. And I think the more you can think about 
a church or a greater good for somebody or putting something above yourself um, gives you like that connection to God, right? Because that's who, who he was. He was a living sacrifice. And so right. I think that that's the thing where if you're sitting at home all day and you're thinking about your mask and everything, it's like I'm spending my whole three months focusing on me and making sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that just will drive you crazy, dude. So I think that what you're saying is the serving aspect is huge. It is. It's massive. Yeah. I, I miss serving. Because what I talked about this past Sunday, too, is that fear does make you become self-absorbed mm-hmm. if you're not careful with it. Um, like God gives us a reason to not be afraid, even when there's something to be afraid about. But when we pick fear, we're choosing like what I can control, what I can see, what I can do, what I'm in charge of, you know. And when things start getting off the rails, that's when we become fearful. And it's just all about me, 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 you know, and God's so quick. Yeah. God's like in the story that I shared when the disciples are in the boat and the storm's raging, Jesus like turns and Mm -hmm. is just like, why are you afraid? Like, what are you doing? He didn't even get up yet. He's laying down. He's like, you have such little faith. Why Mm -hmm. are you afraid? You know? And I think that's what people myself included i'm not gonna lie the first like three weeks month it was i was afraid (laughs) you know i was just like i don't know what's gonna happen but i've learned during this time that myself i need to have more of respect more of like a reverence for who god is and what he can do and i say that he reigns above everything but saying it is a lot easier than putting that into practice you know yeah and that's one thing that i learned no idea that and it's huge what about you? Yeah, I guess going off of that, it's kind of like we were in a place. I feel like a, a lot of us the first couple of weeks where it was all really new, um, we were kind of afraid because we were. it was so unknown on what was going to happen. So I think a lot of us were pushed to say, okay, well, at this point, God, if you fix this and the world goes back to normal, you're good. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, and this is it, and the world is ending, you're still good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, for me, God had to take me to a place where it was like, gotta be okay with both, because I didn't promise that this this was all gonna end, or this wasn't gonna end. Right. So, I don't know. I guess throughout all of this, my relationship with God has grown closer because I've just been forced, which I'm thankful for, forced to be kingdom minded like mm-hmm. the world can end the rapture could happen any second and we don't know when that's going to be right and so you better be ready like <laughs> no offense and also yeah it's scary uh-huh. be scared a little, a little but fun. be aware and be uh-huh. prepared and i think that's what god's shown me this whole time and it's just been a very real and spiritual experience that it's been going on over here at least <laughs> that's good that's really good like we don't talk about that that often but at any moment dude i mean everything's lined up it's ready it could happen at any moment yeah. that's a crazy and i think that should put a little bit of urgency for us to be like there's a lot of people that are still in fear a lot of urgency which we'll be talking, not a little bit no you're right <laughs> which i think we'll be talking about shortly um but yeah there's a lot of people man and what God's going to do, God's going to do. And, you know, it's important that we share peace with other people. One verse that, <clears throat> excuse me, that really pops in my brain when Raina said all that is 
it's like a legit serious verse. Like anybody who's not a Christian probably hearing this is like, whoa, what in the world? But it's truth. Bring and it's uh, Matthew ten twenty eight, And it says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in mm-hmm. hell. Yeah. And that that's like a solid stamp dude that's not like something you look at and like oh dang cool you're like you don't put that in a type talk you know (laughs) (laughs) you don't you don't bring that one up i think i'm gonna keep that (laughs) yeah i'll bring this back no that's like a legit serious verse and when you hear that just like i said earlier it's something that it's easier said than done you know like, I know we have a soul. I know we have a spirit. But a lot of times I don't act like I'm in, like I'm in reverence of the one who can destroy both of them. The, the it doesn't come naturally to act that way. Nah. Like, you have to be woken up uh-huh. by, like, the spirit of God to, like, act that way and train yourself every day to be like, all right, Holy Spirit, like, <laughs> enter me. Let's do this today. <laughs> because it doesn't come naturally. Uh-huh. We weren't, I don't know. It's weird. It's because of sin, the fall of man, right? It's just unnatural. But I feel like a lot of people are unaware of the spiritual side and like the real side of it. And it can just, Christianity can get so... um, Cliche. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I go to church and I worship. They do this song that I like. They do this song that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And then, oh yeah, his message was a little long, but it's okay. And it's like... Dude, there is a do you want to go fire. to heaven? Do you want <laughs> this is not what it's about. Uh-huh. And I think as Christians, we lose that so many times. It doesn't matter if you're a new Christian. It doesn't matter if you've been going to church forever. It's easy to lose that because of the distractions that are always put in front of us. Because even for me, serving, like you said, serving could be a distraction for me because mm. it's some. it takes the focus off sometimes of my like real relationship with God. It's like, well, I served today on Sunday, but I didn't like read my Bible or pray or have that like intimate time with God that would have built our relationship. Right. Which it's not bad to serve, but Mm -hmm. for me and -hmm. I know other people, it can just become that distraction. That's like, yeah, I served today. So it's okay. We're all good. I think it's just motivational giftings and stuff Mm -hmm. at at that point. Like Jared, like serving is where he feels right next to God. You know, that's how God wired him to be. So I'm only saying that like nobody's wrong just to so but me who's too. listening. M- mine's the same way. When I'm yeah. serving and hands on, that's uh-huh. like when I feel closest to God too, mm-hmm. which is important for me to remember. Like I got to have that intimate time though too. Oh yeah. Or else I'll be distracted by feeling like, woo. I can't tell you how many times. Sorry, Jake. No, you, you might say the same thing. But I've worked at church for the past like eight years on and off of my life. And I can't tell you how many, t- how many weeks have gone by where I haven't even picked up the Bible, mm-hmm. but I'm just editing videos, making designs, um, doing, I'm probably outing myself that way. Like, Whoa, what the heck? But it's just, but it's real. true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I mean, I don't think somebody works at Starbucks, goes home and just dreams about coffee <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? I and and, <laughs> and it, it's kind of that same thing. And, and you're a hundred percent right because basically the work week is me serving, right? Mm-hmm. But like you said, I don't have that intimate time. And there's sometimes I could be getting so much done, yet I feel so spiritually dry. Mm-hmm. Like I have no connection. Like you're doing with the that. work of the kingdom, but 
your own yes. spirit. Yeah. yeah. It's done. like if somebody outside of serving hours came and was like, dude, I need you to fill my cup. I'd be like, dude, I got nothing to fill your cup with. You're and that's out. dangerous. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Dude, I, fa- I mean, you could probably test it or you, you, all of us probably can, but like feeling like, oh man, I, I just preached a message today. I'm good. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't need to read my Bible. Today. I don't need to pray. Like I did. I did the thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of, you remember when we were pool guys? <laughs> Dude. I like this. Okay. So me and Dylan were pool guys and both of our trucks broke down. So we had to share a truck. <laughs> and so we would knock out like 40 pools and earth, even like how many, it was a lot. It was like 40 to 50 pools a day. Yeah. And we would come home and I remember my dad would be like, are you going to do our pool? And I remember thinking like, I'm not touching that pool, dude. Mm-hmm. I did like 50 pools today with Dylan. And the the point of that is like I was doing cleaning everybody else's pool, but my pool was green, you know? And oh, I think, shoot. you know, but it's <laughs> You're real and hard, bro. <laughs> it's real because it's like you do the work, right. you set up the stuff for the podcast, you set up, you know, chairs and whatnot. And you did this for other people, but you didn't like you forgot the intimacy with for yourself. And that's like. I feel like anything can get in the way of the intimacy and that's the only thing we actually thrive on is intimacy with God and that's where you're going to hear him. That's where you're going to feel him. Mm-hmm. Um, and even letting serving, this is just for, I know you guys, this is like your thing, but like there's times where serving could get in the way. I remember I did the one year Bible and I was reading it just because I wanted to finish it in a year and I was thinking, I'm only doing this to accomplish this in a year. I'm not getting anything from this. I'm just trying to read it to accomplish just to say you did it yeah so even the bible uh, reading like before bed i'm yeah. about to knock i gotta do this i, I have to get through three four chapters i have not to even do really paying attention four chapters <laughs> i have to get through <laughs> and these are all counterproductive not bad things but well, they're not things that necessarily bring you that intimate relationship with god right. and like where he gets to know you to the depths of your heart and we none of us want to go to heaven on judgment day and him be like, yeah, you did all that stuff, but I don't know you. Mm. Like, I'm not trying to, Dang. I'm not trying to get there. I wish I had a bell. That's, I gotta go. <laughs> That's tweetable. <laughs> oh. it's, in the, it's in the Bible. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if you knew, if you read it, you'd know. <laughs> all right. We're done here. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding. But to even speak to that, Jake. So where I think where I'm coming from, at least in my mind, I don't think it was your perspective when you're like, oh, I just need to get through the Bible. because, And that was to get through the one-year Bible. You're like, I wanted to be able to get there. But the way I think about it sometimes, yeah, 100%, we should be getting into that intimate relationship. We're like, all right, God's your best friend. You're talking to him. You're this, this, and that. You're all about him. Um, I would say sometimes, like, I don't want to read my Bible, and I read it just because I need to do it. Not because I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to God, or I don't want to know what he has to say. Like sometimes it's like that relationship that just needs work. You're Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I really don't want to hang out with this person or do this today, but I have to read my Bible. So what I do like every day, I make sure that my morning always starts off with worship. Always starts with worship. Even if I'm not singing because I'm like, I need to be worshiping somehow. I need to have that into my heart. So I'm like, I can't. Yeah, maybe I don't want to listen to Maybe I want to listen to the, you know, Jonas Brothers or whatever. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you're a sinner. (laughs) I'm the chief of sinners. <laughs> wow. But sometimes I'm like I read my Bible not because I want, I crave to know what God has to say to that day. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't. I generally don't. Yeah, and if that that's makes real. Me, if that makes me look bad, then that's okay because I don't have a problem with that. Because sometimes I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to pray. 
and I don't want to worship, but I'm going to do it because I need to. I have to because otherwise my soul will have nothing to give. Like mm. you were That's saying. everything though. Mm-hmm. Not right. wanting to do something, but still doing it because you you know you want that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that's everything. The key word there is the, is doing it because. Right. I think it's our intentions are everything, right? To where reading the Bible uh, in order to distract myself from everything else is great. But I think we should be reading for intimacy. Although this is a blanket statement. This is not, you know, I'm just saying that it's our intentions behind what we're doing and yeah. why we're doing it. Where if I'm just serving so I can get it, you know, feel accomplished. I did something for God today. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Am I, that's just my opinion. But I have this weird opinion about things. Like things really matter to me when I know I'm going to do it even when I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Wait, like, say it again. I know something really matters to me and is important to me when I go through with it, even when I don't want to. Oh, I see. You place more importance on it. Yeah, I there's because you guys are talking about it. Sometimes you don't like you don't want to read the Bible or you don't want to worship or you don't want to do any of that, but you still do it. And mm. something that I love, I absolutely <laughs> freaking love, uh, is Jesus's sacrifice, right, to us, dying on the cross for each and every one of our sins. It started with him asking God, please, I don't Mm -hmm. want to do this. Is there any other way? And it's like the greatest sign of sacrifice and the greatest sign of like, this matters. I care about this. Like I care for each and every one of us at this table. Like Jesus said, I don't want to do it, but I'm still going to do it because it matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's, we got to put that same relationship uh, with God is that, hey, sometimes I don't want to do this. Sometimes... I don't want to push through, but I'm going to do this because it matters, you know? And it and, means more because yeah. he didn't want to, yeah. but he did. Yeah. Because he loved us. It's like the greatest act of love mm-hmm. and, and the greatest sacrifice for what relationship is, you know, and what having a relationship in with God is. There's sometimes That's you're cool. not going to want to do it. There's sometimes you're just going to wake up and be like, ugh again. <laughs> it's true. It's true, though. And we all feel that way, like it's not doesn't come natural to us sometimes actually all the time so it's literally like training yourself just to be consistent Mm -hmm. and that obedience god sees that and it's like that's important Mm -hmm. that obedience because i don't think anybody reads the bible says oh yeah i want to follow all of these commands so for all the single folks out there, it's Instantly. like, yeah, I want to follow everything. Let's be yes. real. No sex before marriage. Yeah, let's be real. Especially like a lot of people who are millennial age. Uh, if yeah. you're single, it's like, well, wait, the Bible's cool. Jesus is cool. He died for us. Awesome. I like that. That guy seems pretty cool. He says good things. But what do you, what do you tell me about? I can't go get drunk and have sex with my girlfriend that I'm not married to. It's like, what's kind of up with that like i don't like that you had me you had me yeah you had me everything was good up until you said that and like i said that's just keeping it real because it's something i don't know i'm a young man and i'm not married and it's it's something that's real it's a struggle it's keeping yourself pure but that's where that love comes in i love jesus i make mistakes i'm dumb but since i love him and i love his commandments and what he stands for i'm gonna be obedient he tells me not to do this i think it's dumb but I'm going to do it because I love him. And I know there's a plan. There's a reason for it, which he tells me the plan, but I don't want to listen. Raina had the best story about this. Do you remember the story about the kid that was standing on the chair in your preschool? Mm-hmm. She came home one day. Do you want to tell it or want me to tell it? No, go ahead. She came home one day and she was like, 
she was like, you know what? There was this kid. He was standing on because she worked at a preschool, and she was like, he was standing on his chair, and I was like, you know, you need to get down. You're gonna fall. Like, get down. You're gonna fall, and you're gonna hurt yourself. And she goes, I just thought, man, isn't that what God says to us all the time? Like this kid just, you know, he wants to stand on this chair and we right. want to do things. And God's like, I want you to get down because you're going to hurt yourself. Like, I don't want you to get down so you don't have fun or well, so you're not enjoying. I was enjoying. like, this kid thinks I'm just trying to kill his vibe and be like the <laughs> worst grown up ever. When in reality, I'm like, nah, were. like, I don't really want you to like break your head open. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true, though, because it's like <laughs> to think God's laws and God's morals and the things that he teaches aren't intentional and that they're just spat out there because it seems right. Right. was silly. These things mm-hmm. are so intentional and they're for you. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, taking things away from you. It's for you. This is helpful for you. Mm-hmm. There's freedom and boundaries. Absolutely. It's just hard when you can't see it. Yeah. And he can. Mm-hmm. Or even when I think it, we said this last one, it's like even when we can see things, we're still like, mm, still don't want to do it. When those <laughs> spies knew, well, we kind of know what's oh, over there. Yeah. Still don't want to go over there. We're not going to yeah. do it. Dude, I've had to make the same like big mistakes <laughs> in my life like three <laughs> times for it to finally sink in and be like, okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, I'm just going to stay away from that. Only three? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. <laughs> big ones. Yeah. Big ones. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to do this tomorrow. And then the next day comes around, I'm like, here I am. Right <laughs> well, back at tomorrow, it. Tomorrow, isn't it? Right back at it, boys. Here we are. Here I am doing this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. But yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Dude, you know who said it really good was Pastor Adam Smith. He said this really good. He said, Shout out, Pastor Adam. Shout out, Pastor yeah, Adam. We love you. South Hills Church. Love him. He was like, There's a, it's kind of like when your kids are playing at a playground and it's this huge, giant playground with like an awesome jungle gym and everything. And he's like, do whatever you want in this playground. <laughs> There's a fence. He's like, just don't go over the fence. But everything you want to do within the playground, have at it. That is so true. And the first thing we want to do is hop the fence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most perfect playground, the most beautiful thing that we could do. It's, it's everything that we actually want. But for some reason, we want to hop the fence. And it's like, I was like, no, just there's so much good right here. Like, play with it. What is it about that, like, boundary that it's just like, we just want to, we want to break the rules sometimes. I don't know. You know? I don't know, know, dude. I don't know. That's a human condition Mm -hmm. to me. Rebellion? Yeah. Like, we just want... The fall of man, friend. Yeah, there it is. What else can you... We want to just do what's wrong sometimes. We're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) We want to do what's wrong all the time. (laughs) All the time. I don't. I'm pretty good. I do. I'm just kidding. I do the things that I hate, and I don't do the things I want to do. Mm, there you that go. Paul was a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was reading his books. He was right. <laughs> some books. He's he needs been to be fact checked. Books. And then the last thing, just on this topic, is in any relationship, literally any relationship, friendships, romantic relationships, more so, there's sacrifices you have to make. Right? There's things that it's like you know what you could do this before, but now now mm-hmm. that I'm in a relationship, I have a fiance. It's not like oh you know what. I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of chicks and do that. We're just friends. You know what I mean? But I'm hanging out with a bunch of them all the time. It's like, what? Wait, we can't do that? <laughs> no. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> but the, anyways, there's, there's sacrifices that have to be made, you know, in any relationship. And so that's it. it when people ask that question, it's like, dude, if God loved me, he'd just let me do whatever I want. And it's like when you just think about that, even on a human level, like love, when you love and care about somebody, you'll do things that like honor them, that respect mm-hmm. them that help create a better healthier relationship you know so when people like say if you love me you would let me it's like that's not love Mm -mm. conditional yeah that's not love at all no 
No, it's not. And I want to say something to that point really quick. Yeah, go ahead. But like, it kind of goes along with what we were talking about, about the selflessness thing. I think that you become your best self when you stop focusing on yourself. In my opinion, I think it's like we're about to have a baby, right? And mm-hmm. we're what seven weeks max, probably. I don't know. Praise God. He's on his way. We got hey. to see him today, dude. It was sweet. What's his name? Beckham. Tell the world. Hey. Beckham will be here. Little Bex. And uh, anyways, <laughs> and I, I just think like once that happens, like my life, some would say it goes on pause. And I'm excited to see the other side because when I got married and you start putting somebody above yourself, that's when I think I found the most peace and the most freedom is like, oh, I don't need to worry about myself. Why? Because she's putting me above herself. I'm putting her above myself and we're good and we're on and we have a great marriage. Just being honest. Most of the time. <laughs> that easy sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes she's wrong. <laughs> oh. Um, no, I would just like to say <laughs> that I think you're wrong most of the time. 98% Thanks, of the time. <laughs> just saying that it's the idea of putting, sacrificing yourself for the sake of others or for somebody else is I th- huge. I think you truly become yourself when you mm-hmm. put others before yourself. Yeah. It's almost like that's how we were made. To put others before ourselves. Oh my God. It's almost like it's the right what thing. What a weird concept. Living for someone other than ourselves. My mind's blown. I need to fact check that. (laughs) (laughs) Look it up. Read the Bible. I don't think it's true. (laughs) Well, you're wrong. Okay. (laughs) Again. No, it's true. It is. It's very true. Okay. Here's something that it's like, I feel like it could go a little bit like a long time. Here we go. Okay. How much emphasis do you think we as people, especially with things changing right now? And the big thing this week is like churches are opening back up, right? It's happening. It's happening tight. I love it. It's great. But... How much importance do you think we put on the church building rather than just living a relationship with God and with people? Because in the Bible, it says for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. It doesn't say like when you guys gather inside this building, church is happening, you know, and I there's probably a lot of people who would hear that right now and be upset, <laughs> be upset. And so where I want to go with this is like, how much, like, do you think we put more importance on the church building rather than who God is? Yes. Yes. You guys need to go first because I'm probably going to unload on this one. Uh, you ain't going to do anything. This is like, go. No, you guys go first. No, I want to hear what you have to say. That's why I asked the question. Yes, I think the American church has <laughs> created a, uh, a, what should I say? How should I say this? Um, a controlled ministry, I should say. So what it's done is it's made people not want to do things or gather unless their church says, hey, we have life groups. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to go give to somebody. We're, that, other than that, if they don't get on the sign, I call it the sign-up sheet theory. If someone's not on the sign-up sheet, they're not going. And church used to be, I and or I should say Christians, and I think there are some. I'm not speaking for everybody at all. Mm-hmm. But I think a majority of the people that show up to church and Again, that's they got their intimacy because they showed up and sat down. That's a dangerous thing for the church. I think the church is that's taking power away from what the church was meant to do and the power it was supposed to have in people's lives. Um, having the sign-up sheets for people that you have a thousand people at your church and you can get twelve people to go pick up trash, or you can get twelve people to go give to the homeless. And it's like, yeah. there's a thousand of you. This is what you do. This is what we do. And I think that we've done that. And for some reason, it's like. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm saying all this to say that I don't have answers. 
but I just know it's a problem. One thing you'll notice or that I've noticed is you can get, you can fill a building when you're having a church service with your worship band and all the cool aspects to it. And then you ask people to come later that night for a prayer night to pray for our community. (laughs) And you're only going to have the staff there and maybe two other people (laughs) because people now I mostly go to get something out of it. And they're not going to worship. Everything we're saying right now, I know it seems like we're hesitant to like generalize <laughs> people. We want you guys to know, if you're watching, we all do this too. Yes. Like we've all done it. Yeah. At the same time, all of us are guilty of it. Yes, we we're are. bad. We're, yes, we're, <laughs> we're low-key still doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's all we know. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I agree 100%. Doing something powerful is prayer. And even Jake like called me out a little bit last week. He's like, dude, prayer is powerful. And it is, and yet... Because we're like, well, do you need anything? I don't know, like, I guess just pray for me. It's like, you mean talk to the creator on your behalf? (laughs) (laughs) Shoot! Like, what what do you mean just pray for me? (laughs) Just pray for me? I'm (laughs) embarrassed. The way you said that. Yeah, well, talk to the creator on your behalf. Think about that, no, dude. It's, it was just the, like the way you emphasized it was hilarious. <laughs> I just think it's silly when like, I don't know, I guess just pray for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, but you're right. And I think that, yeah, we've created that consumerism in the church. And for someone that's supposed to be, for uh, a people that's supposed to be uh, generous and giving, we're, we consume an awful lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not good. That's not yeah. church. That's not what the church is meant to be. Yeah, there's like, um, just in being in church ministry right over the years it's what you said about the sign up thing it's you'll get about 30 percent to 25 percent of people who actually sign up to do something to come do something that's the same thing with giving like sure Mm -hmm. for tithe the people who run and support the ministry is about 25 percent to 20 like 20 to 30 percent of church attendees and that's insane you know what i mean because there's one thing that i think Imagine if we could just all be sold out and committed to one thing, truly how much you could do with like, I'd, I would prefer 50 super ultra committed people in anything, not just church. Like, say you're just trying to get something done, 50 mm-hmm. sold out, you're just 100% in there, then like 300, just like kind of um, half here, half there, you know? Imagine what you could do with just 50 super committed individuals. It's insane to me. Mm. 50 people trying their absolute hardest with pure devotion to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. it would be wild. That, It'd be a game changer. You'd oh, change yeah. whole cities and it would, it would be insane. Yeah. But so how do you get there? How do you... I use this word lightly because it's not just some pre-packaged like, oh, you just do this, this, and this, and then you become there. It's like, how do you multiply? Like, how does that happen? Are you asking me? Yeah, sure. Yes, anybody. Um, I don't have solid answers but i guess what i would say is the only thing you can do is keep telling the truth Mm -hmm. right you have to keep telling the truth i think the last thing you want to do is spend more of your budget on advertising and i need to get more people here because for what what do you need more people there for Mm. you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. like if you need more people there so that way you can go get something done on behalf of jesus name okay that's one thing Mm -hmm. if you need more people there so they can hear your teaching Mm mm-hmm I don't think that's enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think you start running advertisements, and it's like, oh, let's use our budget that people aren't giving to anyways in order to <laughs> get more people that aren't going to mm-hmm. give. 
it, it's silly. So I, I guess I just say all that to say, like, you have to go back to the grassroots of who Jesus was. And, and the expectation should not be a thousand people. Jesus ran with 12. Mm. We Ooh. think that we have a failing church if we're under a hundred people. And it's like, what are you talking about? 12 disciples changed the world, mm. the entire world. Mm-hmm. Uh, to think that you need a thousand people that are going to be complacent is it's not so multiply. Yeah, I think God will do it. You mm-hmm. keep preaching, and God will bring people. God will draw people to us mm-hmm. to the church. Um, but it's silly to think that you can completely and c- keep multiplying I on think, your own. I think that's something that even just ties into like this whole time where I there's probably a lot of us like in the world, in our community, just at this table too, who felt like, man, nothing's getting done. You know, like I'm not moving forward. Nothing's happening. Like life sucks. (laughs) There's nothing happening right now. But Jesus, like you said, is such a perfect example. He was riding with 12 people, getting stuff done, Mm -hmm. you know, because he was faithful to the small, like faithful Mm -hmm. with like what he had in front of him. And he would multiply that, like the fish and the bread too. It's like, there's a little bit there. He multiplied it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's we, we have whatever little bit that God gives us, like we can do so much with just in everything in life. Yeah. During this time. And I would say to Jake's point, yes, keep speaking the truth. I agree with you 100 percent. Just as much, though, speak truth with love. That's how I think we're going to continue to multiply. Yeah. As if we continue must to love go together. Yeah. If you don't have one, if you have one, that's good. But nothing's going to happen. If you don't have truth and love together there will be no multiplication because I feel like in my opinion, I think that is how we're going to continue to reach people Mm -hmm. by love. And I'm not saying like, Oh, you know what? You you're living in sin and this, that cool, man. Like I, I support you living in sin. No, no, no. That's where the truth comes in. Speak that truth. Hey, I love you. However, that's not the right thing to do. Or it's, I love you enough to tell you that this is not the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But I think I feel like I've not me, anything of my own doing, but I've, reached or talked to or gotten to more people they've lended me their ear because i have given them my love i've given them hey man you're my boy i love you i care about you i want to talk to you about this or somehow god gets brought up in conversation or they ask hey what's that church thing you do i see you posting about this av avenue place what is that and i'm like oh well it's a church i go to this is i really like it and you know it's with me and my friends and we all love jesus and we're all just normal people and they ask questions and there you go, you know what, I think I might check that out. Or once this quarantine blows over, this is something I'd like to go. And it's great. And I'm not doing anything monumental. I'm being myself, telling them how it is, but love. Mm-hmm. But first, love, right? There she is. There she is. Love That's is true. all that matters. All we need. That's the biggest thing we're called to do here is Amen. love. Purely. Doesn't matter what you believe or if you don't agree on something. We're called to love each other. Mm-hmm. So I agree. And that's <laughs> money. Thank you. And, but and that's how even Jesus says, like, he will know me by your love for one another. Dude, I love that verse. That is, I love that. that and, and it's verse. so beautiful. It? Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to pull it up because it needs to be said so everyone can see it. I think can Dylan read it? I'm going to read it. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I love you. But... While you pull that up, I do think it's just like you said, it's important. And it's also important, I think, to take advantage of those scenarios where somebody does bring up God that normally wouldn't. I think a lot of times when that happens, we still want to play like the, 
oh, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I like my church. And it's like, <laughs> no, you should you should be proud to be a part of what you're a part of. And right. can I tell you one more thing before yes. you go into this? Again, shout out to Pastor Adam. He made the, a great point. And I love it. it stuck Do we need with to me. get Pastor Adam Do we need on to get, this? I think we need to get PA on here. Hey. He's the guy. But uh, he said, the Bible says we'll know, or you'll recognize him from his scars, right? After he is crucified. I don't have, I don't want to butcher the verse, but you'll know him by his scars. And then Thomas wants to put his you know, finger in the scar. And he said that it's just like us, we're the same way. If we're the hands and feet of Jesus, where was he scarred when he was hung? On the hands and feet. And that our story and our power is in our scars. It's in our Oof. testimony. Right. Right? Ding, 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 Wasn't ding, that ding. sweet? That's shout out to Pastor Adam. That is his. But it's so true. So I think we need to not shy away from what God has done in our lives when other people bring it in and be like, this, this, do I have the answers to the, you know, if there was a big bang theory? I don't know. I don't know. Do I have all the answers to this? No. But here's what God's done in my life, and he could do this in your life. Right. Mm. That's what matters. Come on now. That's good. Mm. That's good. So, what were you saying? <laughs> I love when you speak to me. <laughs> you just captivate me. Um, to give you context, uh, basically... <laughs> I'm sweating. It's really Jesus, hot. Jesus is going to predict uh, Peter's denial, and they're all sitting together. And uh, this is John 13, uh, 34 through 35. It says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And that, to me, is everything. That, to me, is kind of the game changer. I sit, that's one thing I think about every day. That there's one thing I could do more. And I would say it's maybe it's a little bit different to you. I feel like one thing you are always like, I need to truth, truth, truth. And I think you're great at that. That's one of your callings, and you're so gifted. For me, I feel like, yeah, speak the truth, speak the truth. Use your knowledge and whatever wisdom, the very little that I have. Um, True. But love. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just the truth. I don't think I'm great at loving people. I think I could be a lot better. So I think I do a, a somewhat good job. I give as much as I can. I give out all my love to my friends and my family as much as I really, really can. But the one thing that burdens me at night is I'm like, I could always be better at loving people. I mm-hmm. can always be kinder to people. Those mm-hmm. people that I interact with, the least of these, and I get to interact with those people every single day. And sometimes I sit there when I'm feeling very callous and I don't have those feelings. I sit there and go, I could have loved a little bit better. I actually could have given that person a little bit more. And that makes me sad. So that convicts me to my soul. Yeah, but most people don't even go, go to that thought. You know, they don't even go to the, I probably could have done this better. That's like a, a, a mature thing in my opinion. Especially like in marriage, too, the same thing where it's like, mm, I probably didn't need to say that, or I probably didn't need to fight this hard for this. I didn't even want it that bad. You know what I mean? Like you, if you can evaluate yourself and find faults, that's a good thing. That's a real good thing, dude. Just talking about that kind of just leads back to where, what this whole episode is about. We've just been in nothing but self evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the past two and a half. Months. It's exhausting. Oh yeah, <laughs> having to wake up and look at myself in the mirror every day—it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I almost said a good one. I won't. I won't. Time and place. But Zinger. Uh, so through all this, we'll wrap it up in a little bit here. But what's like the one thing that you're grateful for right now? Through this time, like, what has God shown you? What are you grateful? Not for? Not everyone at once. I'll go first. Uh, just God has definitely been teaching me patience, and I didn't realize how impatient I was. I thought I was a pretty patient person in general, 
right? We all think that we're better than we are. Um, but I was supposed to get married. You guys all, all know that, and it mm-hmm. didn't happen. And then Destiny wants to wait to have the full-on wedding. And I'm so grateful for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I've been learning patience, and I've been learning that uh, everything's still going to work out in life, you know, because God's in control and just goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. I'm learning to put more trust and more faith in who God is and believe in what he's doing and not so much what my plans were. Because literally mm-hmm. we've... We're living out like what the scriptures say. It's like God's will is above all. God's going to do things that you don't like. It's some For some people, it's hard to hear that. Uh, and we're literally living that out right now. Mm-hmm. There's so many plans that have been canceled. There's so many things that have been like, oh, we're going to go on this vacation. We're going to get married. We're going to go get this promotion at this job. Um, just anything in life. You know, all of us are going through that. And God's like, no, 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 no. But what's important to know is I don't think God's God's not punishing us. You know what I mean? I think God's showing you it's like I have something so much better for you in the future. Mm-hmm. Just put your faith and hope in me. Yeah. And that's like the biggest takeaway I would say from for me personally during this time. Yeah. I'd say for me it's just being aware of how uh grace giving God is and how um much he loves us and is willing to fight for us because I think one of the biggest things, like you said, I don't think we're being punished. I think this was a time that God gave us to self-evaluate, like you said, and like wake us up a little bit and shake us up so that we are ready and more prepared and more woke to (laughs) more woke did. (laughs) Woke did. Amen. to keep going in all this and keep fighting the good fight and he loves us enough to give us another chance and we better take it and run with it mm-hmm. so that's yeah. good that's a good point that is a very good <laughs> i'm serious he, he loves my point she's she's on today uh-huh. she's on always but it's just cool that a lot of people get to hear what I hear in private. You know what I mean? I'm being Aww. serious. I'm, be, I'm very serious about that. Because Jake Marriage tells goals. everybody how he feels all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like an open book. We're kind of sick of it. We've been meaning to talk to you about <laughs> it. Delete him on Facebook. <laughs> your mic hey, hasn't even, check Facebook. Your mic hasn't even been Facebook. on, dude. <laughs> hey, add me on uh, Facebook for truth. But <laughs> You've been oh, muted God. this whole time. I'm just kidding. Do not. What I was going to say was, it is, I, I think I may agree with that. My, what may? I originally was going to say was like, I've learned how little I actually need, you know, mm. and I'm very fine with just about nothing. I'm fine sitting in a backyard for three hours and mm. just sitting in the sun and hanging out. Like I'm fine with that. And I, I'm grateful that that's the case. Whereas it used to be like, no, I need this. I got to get this. I have to, I need to be about this. I got to go here. It's like, nah, give me a chair, some water. I'm good. You know, maybe some music. That's good. But I also f- agree completely with uh the grace side of god and how this is an opportunity for a lot of people to wake up and a lot of people are waking up mm-hmm. and then there were somehow there's still gonna be people that blame god for you know this is why this is all happening and you're the reason but there's a lot of people who are going to com- have completely transformed lives because of this you know what i mean i think there's gonna oh, be yeah. a lot of addictions broken i think there's gonna be a lot of marriages although there's a lot that are hurting right now but yes i also mm-hmm. think there's going to be a lot that'll be restored you know mm-hmm. um and i am I'm, I'm grateful that god is 
willing to take whatever measures necessary in order to reach into us the places that matter you know mm -hmm. good. yeah absolutely i would say i'm thankful that god is faithful and i feel like that's the one thing that i've seen every single day throughout this whole quarantine because i don't know about you guys but i have gone through a wide range of emotions um it's been difficult like this is something that the quarantine is actually you know don't want to sound, you know, poor me, anything like that, but it's affected my mental health. It's gone up and down. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle. Um, you know, my friends and people close to me can attest to that, but God has continued to be faithful throughout the whole thing. And even when my times when my anxiety is spiked and it's, I'm really going through it, um, God shows me, and even in the smallest of ways that he continues to be faithful and provide and do things sometimes I'm like, thank you. Thank you, God. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I just need that extra little break, I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. But he continues to reveal himself in the smallest of ways. And yeah, I'm really, I'm really thankful that he, uh, he continues to show for me every day. Can I say something real quick? Of a little bit off topic. Um, there was a study done recently about the suicide hotline that's gone up. The influx has gone up 800%, 800% in the past three months. That's insane. And, you know, we're like, that's just a real thing that's happening. And people are depressed. People are anxious. And so some people are asking, how can the church be the church if there is no quote unquote church? Um, you need to call your friends. Mm -hmm. You need mm -hmm. to FaceTime your friends. You need to text those people um, and offer the hope where obviously they would hopefully come to a church in order to get that hope. Well, now the church needs to go to them. And so um, if you're a Christian, you call yourself a Christian. Uh, you got to be one right now. Right now is the time to be one. So call somebody, connect with them. And if it's you, you're listening to this and you're struggling or something, whatever it may be in your life, dude, reach out to us. However you need to do it, reach out to us. Um, we believe that you are valuable. We believe that every person is valuable, mm -hmm. um, whether you guys like it or not. And so you have value, not by what you've done or what you can do or what you can accomplish, how good you are or whatever it may be, you're valuable because you're here. Um, and if God didn't want you here, you wouldn't be here, but you are. And so we think you have value. We love you. Reach out to us. Yeah, dude. And just during all this time just to close it up it's like what the enemy meant for evil god meant it for good you know it's just like the whole story of joseph like what his brothers meant for destruction and harm and just like threw him into a pit like we're they didn't want to kill him because they're too afraid we're just like well, we'll just throw him into the pit and just leave him here okay cool and then when they realized it was him they're like oh my gosh like this sucks he's gonna just destroy us he's gonna kill us second number two in egypt right and he's like no 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 what you meant for evil, like God meant it for good. He brought me here so I could help bring you out of uh, what you're going through, the famine that you're going through. And I think Christians need to be that, you know? Yeah. We're getting through it right now so we can help bring others out of the famine. Mm -hmm. That's right. Like what the enemy meant right. for evil, what Satan meant to destroy life, suicide rates. Uh, the same thing happened with uh, domestic violence. Like it's yes. through yes. the roof, stuff like that. Yes. And all those things are terrible. And I wish we had the power to just stop all of that, right? But it's at least we can offer a fresh perspective and an ear uh, mm -hmm. to people, shoulder to cry, whatever it may be. As Christians, you said it perfectly. It's like we can't ask people to come to church anymore. We got to bring church to them. We got to yep. bring who Jesus is to them because the world is hurting. It's broken. Um, this has sent things through the roof like we talked about. And it's like, dude, what the enemy meant for evil, God can use this for good. And just like he used Joseph to bring his family, his people, his friends out of uh, the famine, like we can do the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Mm -hmm. 100%. Right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and close it.
I just realized right now I didn't introduce any of you guys at the mm-hmm. beginning. So we're going to do some sign-offs right now. Uh, this has been the Avchurch Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Jared. Jake. Raina. <laughs> and we love you. We love you guys so, so much. much. So much. <laughs> yeah. So much. <laughs> and we will see you soon. Yes. Church is definitely on the move right now. Right. So things will change. Uh, things are changing all the time and we'll keep you guys updated. Um, last thing is I became socially awkward during quarantine. So <laughs> when I see you guys, uh, give me a little bit of grace. I'm going to be a little like, oh, yeah. hi. I don't know how to have a conversation. Just just be nice to Dylan. But what you should be doing is following our YouTube. And oh, I was going to hit it. I was going to plug it. Make sure to follow our Spotify because that's where it's coming out on. So make sure. Yeah, I'm going to plug it. Smash that subscribe button. Smash <laughs> it. But seriously, do it really because do it. we're going to put out good stuff and all of our stuff we put out, whether it's whoever's speaking on Sunday, Sunday gatherings and our worship stuff is so cool that you should check it out. And we genuinely believe that these things are helpful. So yeah. share it with somebody. Preach. Yeah. Do all that good stuff. But anyways, we love you guys. It's been real. It's been lit. It's been real lit. Oh, shoot. But all right. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> later. Bye.